This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan Laplante and players Tom McGee as interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Hamstra as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borvik as Sister Rolienne Mina. The Inquisitorial Band fought their way through the maze and, with Seth's guidance and the help of several Eldari, were led straight to the Hominovus, Gazi Cologne. The Eldari, however, insisted that Count Corners face the beast alone, preventing the others from helping Nero. Will Olean's desperate attempt to help Nero end in despair? And what is this work that Piper, or Isabella, still has to do? Find out next in this episode of The Valentine Heresy. You will hunt angels in the days to come and make a kingdom from their bones. Fabius Biles' promise to the new men. You all stand, trapped by the Harlequins, trapped within your own bodies. Warden is fighting a solitaire. Seth is so overmatched, he's having a conversation with his captor, trying to solve where the story is heading. And Mina... You have just thrown your shield to slash at Nero, who is unarmed, facing Gazi, the former governor, your former ally, who's been revealed to be one of the homo novus. And what a role you just had. The shield spins out past the Harlequin troopmaster who reaches for it because this breaches the story. And you can all see around you, the Eldar are confused by what's happening. Their grace almost halts for a moment as they are not prepared for this to occur. The shield flies forward and impossibly hits Nero's hand who catches it. And Gazi reverses his blade because Gazi can attack twice a turn, raises it up to bring it down on Nero's throat, When Nero raises the shield and the brilliance of the emperor and this thing that has protected you, Mina, ever since you left the convent, saves Nero's life by absorbing all of the knife to come, only 
unlike any other foe that you've wielded, this knife hammers through the shield and punctures the generator. So the shield cracks down the center and dies. Now we move to round two of the combat. (laughs) Nero, you are unarmed and have a knife in your guts that is now coming for your face. What do you do? So, Ryan, earlier we established that uh, Nero had his second favorite toy, uh, grenades. Do I still have grenades? You do. Okay. So, I think what I would like to roll, if I may, is a... Oh, that's absolutely it. A skullduggery, if you will. (laughs) Um, Because, well, that shield is up. I would like to be thumbing every single grenade button on my belt. Uh, under the shield. Because, again, Nero doesn't... He's not a shield guy. Like, this isn't, you know, Cap suddenly getting to wield Thor's hammer. This is, uh, oh, well, that's convenient. And then as he's holding up the umbrella that's stopping him from the knife rain, um, I think it's like, click, 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 uh, so that the minute he has an action, he can do something with that. But we never established how many grenades I have. So you have, I uh, actually, you. weirdly enough, I do know how many grenades you have. Brilliant. Um, I believe from the reloads and other things that you have in place, I know you have four crack grenades mm-hmm. and you have four smoke grenades. And I believe you had two frag grenades, but you dropped one in the elevator. I did. I so did. you have a grand total of five grenades. Fantastic. But, but doesn't Nero also still have the grenade that was made of the bomb that was in Piper's head? I think, I think that, oh, that was his frag grenade. So that one is the one that went off. So he has four crack grenades and four That's smoke true. grenades. We'll call it there. That feels and right to me. Ryan, just for my own brain, uh, and this honestly dates back to my own 40K experience, <laughs> um, crack grenades are meant for breaking tanks. You are correct. Frag grenades are meant for blowing up flesh, right? Correct. Fucking beautiful. So <laughs> as I'm under the shield, uh, I would, I, I mean, maybe I don't need to roll for this. Maybe I do. But uh, I would like to thumb the grenades desperately as these knife blows are raining down um, so that I can give Gazi a hug. All right. So you're trying to trigger the grenades while grabbing Gazi. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to trigger the grenades while he's attacking the shield. Yes. 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 You're, so you're, but you're trying to grenade him in a way that he won't know, which I do like. So yes, let's do this. So you are using Skullduggery, correct? You just yep. said, which feels pretty mm-hmm. goddamn mm-hmm. right. Um, you have the shield. It came in miraculously. That's pretty crazy. That's got to be two boost for sure. Okay, yep. Um, I give you a third boost because you're hiding the grenades behind it. It's a big fucking win with the shield coming out of the middle of fucking nowhere. Hondo P. Uh, however, he will be watching you. So we will go with perception for him. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. use his perception score as your difficulty. So it is three red and two purple mm-hmm. is his perception. Um, I've got to give you two setback because your hands aren't working the way they were supposed to after your injury. Totally. But you might have stuff that takes away setback. I'm pretty sure you do. I do. Um so, Ryan, are we counting this as the uh, trigger the grenades and hug, or is this trigger grenades and then we have to roll the the killer hug? 
I'm thinking it might be both. He's got like he's got an ability that might help him dodge away, but if he doesn't fucking see this coming. Well, because basically my, my hope is that the triggering the grenades is just a thing I'm doing while the attack is occurring. The hug should feel so weird as a result that it isn't like, oh shit, he's full of grenades, but rather like a the fuck. Yeah. Um, so I think we we can roll this into this one big roll because he, he is rolling perception. So it's knowing what the weird thing is as opposed to being confused by gotcha. the weird thing. Okay. So if I can then make a pitch to try and help my tremendously garbage uh, dice pool for this. Um, if we're rolling the hug in, may I use Skullduggery instead of Cunning? Skullduggery is Cunning-based, I think. Yep. Uh, it is Cunning-based. I'm at, oh, Sorry, can I use uh, Agility for... Because basically, I've got only my Cunning on this right now, which I'm actually fine to roll with because this is a dramatic, desperate play. Um, but I feel like I should get some advantage from being an extraordinarily agile man for the hug, not necessarily for the hand grenades. I'm sorry. This is a weird hybrid roll pitch, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm literally. I'm just trying to figure out how to do the math on it because I'm not I, against I this as a concept. Um, let's say. Do you know what? Yeah, let's come. Just, just, just combine your cunning and your agility. So whichever one's higher will be your base dice pool, and then upgrade Go. by the other. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm going to spend a story point. So your uh, your four red your one opposition purple. will be four red, red one, one purple. purple. Yep. Uh, what are we doing on story points for? Us. You've got him to spend. If you want him, it's all yours. <laughs> you best believe. You okay. will believe a man can fly. Um, all right. So that's just base pool. Um, I am absolutely going to burn my clever retort, uh, which I believe was just pointing out that Fabius Bile sucks and he does too. Um, so that normally adds two threat to an opponent's roll. Can I use that to drop the threat from my current roll, or would you rather have that as an add boost? Um, or should I save that for his attack, which we can also uh, do if we want to do rules as written? No, let's not go rules as written. I think it's just kind of fun. I would say just uh, just go for it, I think. Um, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll build it all into this roll, because then it just lets us keep things nice and terrifying yeah. and yeah, crunchy. Yeah, yeah. Like, knowing that this is the final Nero roll, it would just be cleaner, I think, if, yes, if we stack it all. Let's stack it all in here. Great. Okay, so that's all good. Um, yeah. Oh, he, uh, he will add one difficulty for him because he used his, manu his move maneuver last turn. So he's just so goddamn fast, it's yep. hard to get a hand on him. So, sorry, that's one. That's purple? one more purple. Yeah. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, he's doing the uh, the RE5 Wesker thing that Tyler and I had to deal with the other day. Um, okay, so that is, I think, all I've got. So what we're sitting at now, this is going to be so fucked, four yellow, two purple, four red, three blue, which sounds yeah. about right, I think, for for what this is. So um, as the, you know, the, the knife strikes are like cutting through my arm and the shield, I think there's a moment of bemusement as Mina's shield cracks, because I don't think Nero ever considered that could happen. Like, that was just a, an impossible thing. Um, oh, and if, if I can interject. Please. The, the, that has never come up is that the shield actually has a shelf with a book in it. So pages just fly out of the shield also, because <laughs> it's like shit. her... It's her, like, study buddy religious icon. So it has religious books in the shield. Oh, oh my God. 
Yeah. All right. So I'm imagining then this is like. And they catch fire because it is coming out of a power field. So there are flaming religious texts falling <laughs> in the middle of this room now. Honestly, as Nero's brains mesh, I don't think there's a more perfect final image for him than the words of the emperor burning while also saving his life. Like it's a perfect like. Who am I? Oh, well. Um, so with that in mind, um, just like run run my my palm down the triggers on the grenades. Um, and uh, I guess lurch forward saying, well, bad fathers are one thing, but I bet I can do the emperor one better. And I'll just reach forward. Give him, try and give him the hug, and let's roll. Two success, two advantage. Hey! Two successes, two advantage. <laughs> he looks down and sees the grenades that are about to go off between you and him, and Gazzy's eyes shift to rather than fear, just rage because you have trapped the trapper. And then for a moment, time stops. You see the grenades about to count down, but they're not moving and you're frozen in place, but you can look over and you see the shadow seer of the Harlequins approaching you, walking in this time stop. Piper, you can see this as well. No one else can, and you are Ooh. still trapped, but you are there as well. And the shadow seer walks up to you, Nero, and the shadow seer reaches forwards and with the flick of a wrist, psychically removes the bandage over your missing eye. And then they reach their hand out and press over the gap. And you don't feel pain. Uh, you just feel a shock of energy. And when they remove their hand, your eye has returned to you. It is the opposite color of your other eye. I believe your eyes are blue. Am I correct? I cannot remember. They're yeah. Brown. So now they're, they're dark colored. They're, they're so dark colored. Eyes. Thank you. Them. There we go. We got the artist. <laughs> this eye is shot through with blue. It is, it is the same Piper for you looking. He wouldn't know this from the feel. It is a spirit stone that has been inserted into Ooh. his eye socket, but it has been meshed with his mind. And for you, Nero, a simultaneously horrifying, confusing, and wonderful thing happens which is your mind splits down the middle and you can finally look at both halves at the same time. You can see the template and you can see the history that it has and you can see the full life that you lived as this heroic version of Nero. And you are this template still. And at the same time, you now see every dark secret of the Confederacy to which you belonged. And you remember the ways you perverted yourself and the Emperor's light, and you remember the love you had for darkness, and you remember the hatred that you had for everything, and you remember your betrayal. And you realize at this moment that you are two men, and this is your last chance to decide which one of them you want to be. Because you can take this monster with you and strike back for the Imperium, or you have just enough time when you look over your shoulder to redirect a grenade to take Sister Mina with you, a flawless imperial servant dripping with piety with no sense of irony. But you have to choose in this half a second moment. You will die either way. But are you Nero the hero or are you Nero the villain? 
and time snaps back into place and you have to make the choice in an instant. Um, and with a, an actual pure smile, um, the kind you saw when I was doing my Ventus Jump Academy shit, when I just really felt fully myself as though everything was fully aligned. I just turn back to Sister Mina and I smile and just say, hey, uh, thanks. And then I take that fucker out. And Nero and Gazzy, in an explosion designed to destroy two tanks at once, <laughs> all of the grenades go off and they are shredded into nothing. The shockwave expands outwards and shatters the mirrors in all direction. And the AL Dari flip backwards away from you and release you all of a sudden. So the three of you are left in this, this strange void. And that's when you realize that someone else is standing up at the same time that you are. And Rancid Cologne suddenly isn't drooling. Rancid Cologne is nine feet tall and 350 pounds of enhanced muscle. And he pulls off the goggles that he has been forced to wear and he removes the stupid hat that has been put upon him. And you spot the bald head and long gray hair and intelligent eyes of Fabius Bile. And he says, so many sons have disappointed so many fathers. And after a certain point, you have to do things yourself. And he reaches down and grabs his wheelchair, picks it up and smashes it on the floor. And out steps Torment, his scepter, a skull-headed pain rod that is nearly as long as he is. And he is coming for you at full speed and a start is out of armor with 10,000 years of fury behind him. But you all have ranged weapons and he doesn't. And the Harlequins have let you free. What do you three do? Uh, Piper moves to paralyze him. Great. Let's go for it. Let's, let's, let's roll them bones. Okay. So I'm going to be making an, uh, it's average difficulty uh, by default, but I'm adding three difficulty to try to do this. I have my two setback from the perils before. I'm going to take two wounds to add a success. <laughs> um, I'm going to upgrade a difficulty to add a success. Alrighty. And I... I, oh, do we still have the um, burning uh, flames of like paper? Is there still something burning? Yes, those are room? still floating through so the environment. I, you just see like out of my pocket, basically, I just, there's like a, a, a scroll, a kind of slightly luminary skull that I just cast into the flames. It is a consecrated scroll and it will allow me to re-roll a peril if I should re-roll, if I should roll Peril of the War. Smart. Um, so good God, uh, story point, please. <laughs> yep. You can spend that. <laughs> All right. So we're looking at one green, three yellow, three purple, two red, two black, but two auto successes. So Great. you have two purple. I'm spending a story point. Th to I have three purple, three purple. Great. Red. I'm, 
I'm going to upgrade one of them with a story point. Yikes. And then I'm going to upgrade another because it is a, a, a warp-soaked uh, demon marine that you're being exposed to. Yeah, that's to. fine. Uh... However, you do receive four boost because you are filled with Eldar psychic energy. The reserve that the Shadow Seer gave you carries forward. Ooh, do I lose my setbacks from before? Um, yeah. Yeah, this will this will yes! this will blast your your brain. Do you know what? I will let you either add four boost or remove the setback uh, and add one boost. I leave it up to you. Uh, sorry, add four boost, but keep the two setbacks. Yes, or take the two setback off, and I guess add two boost. That'll be the easy answer. I think that's it's just what it's going to be. Decision. Yes, that's yeah. that is what I want. Yes, okay. Great. All right, let's do it. Oh no. Uh, so two advantages, but two despairs. Oh, we're going back to Peril Town. <laughs> Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and will save your souls. I've made so many psychic checks. Did, what game. was your re-roll deal though? You got you burned yeah, a consecrated you No, so yes, but I only get to re-roll the result of the peril chart. Fair enough. Then we're gonna continue in the um, peril chart. So a dis a despair, Ryan, what you can do with that extra despair if you want, you can add 10 do it. to the D10 result. Do it. Let's okay, so I'm gonna roll. So this is my first roll. We'll see if I want to re-roll it. <laughs> so that's an eight. That becomes an 18. Um, yeah, this is maybe fine. Okay, what's an 18? Oh, okay, so uh, this is droning eternity. My mind expands, briefly trying to process the untold billions of voices living, breathing, and dying around me, suffer a mental trauma, five strain, and reduce my strain threshold by five for the next five days. I can't take that amount of strain. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, not with like the added reduced threshold. So let's try Here's rolling again. Roll. I was say, no, here, oh, okay. If you want to roll again, that's an option. Or, to, yeah. I don't know what happens when you run out of strain either. I, don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I traditionally you fall unconscious, but we're, we're in an interesting story realm that I'm not against. <laughs> I also don't want to so, suffer a mental trauma. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is your other result? And then you'll be able to know which one you want to reroll. Because I'd love to know them both before we dive into this. Because Oh, okay. The other it's the same one. I'm stuck with it. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Determined. 
you can feel the energy roiling inside you. It is different and it's Aeldari infused. You can't paralyze the target with these failures. However, you do have a feeling that if you push, you could remain conscious rather than passing out. But there will be consequence. Do you uh, push? Well, yeah. I mean, the point is to stop Fabius, but that's literally why I'm here. That's why Piper's here, Ryan. Can you oh, roll me a D6? Oh, that's why Piper's here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like this. Three. You push back and flood the energy out of your body using your own raw warp-fueled strength to do so. And the energy flows out of you. And suddenly, some out of the mirrors around you, you begin to hear a screech of claws on glass. And climbing out of those mirrors are three demonets of Slanesh drawn by the perverted Eldar energy. They are sinuous uh, androgynous figures simultaneously live and sexualized in everything they do, but everything around them and all of their limbs end in blades of terrifying ends. The Harlequins themselves start screaming and running. And the demonettes, two of them take off after the Harlequins, and the third begins to move towards your party. However, Piper, you are still conscious and capable of defending yourself. Mina. Yep. All right, that's it. Fuck uh, it. Do you have a ranged weapon, Mina? No, Mina does then, not have a ranged weapon. Actually, no. Mina, I hate to say it, but you're going to have to wait. <laughs> so, you have Seth has ranged weapons, so that is the only reason why, in sheer right. odds of everyone <clears throat> else's close combat, Seth, Demonets of Slanish are hauling themselves out of the glass and moving towards the party and the Eldar. Fabius Bile is charging like a freight train. Your protector is just fucked off. The Eldar's gone. Like, he's yeah. abandoned you. There's nothing yeah. said. Yeah. He just shrieked and ran like the rest of the Harlequins are doing. Um, God, there's a couple things I'd like to do. Um, I'd like to fire on Fabius and fall back and also radio Sarah to get the midwife here to like yep. our location at this floor. Yeah. I think that would probably be you hit the button and she goes. Like yeah. you'd have a tracker, you would organize that in advance. So she is on the way. So then combat wise. It's now it's just a, a game of staying alive. I do not think I have a chance at killing this guy whatsoever. It is just slowing him down and keeping away and keeping the rest of my unit alive. Um, so opening fire while also falling back. I think I'm screaming that at everyone. Uh, just fall back into the maze. Just yeah. Great. So you're you're sprinting into the 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 like the the fog of the harlequins, the shattered glass everywhere uh, and making your own break. Let's let's take your shots. So you're All shooting right. at Fabius, not yep. at the demonettes, which is good to know. Uh, your difficulty would normally be two. However, Fabius Bile is a Marine and super capable, so your difficulty gets upgraded. Uh, in this case, it'll be upgraded twice, so it'll be a difficulty four to hit. Normally, it would okay. be five, but he's not actually in his power armor. He's softer than he would normally be were he in his full gear. If he was okay. in his full gear, everybody in this room would be completely fucked, but he's right. He's zardozing it. Uh, I um, 
I'm using my bolt pistol for this, uh, just because there's a bit more range there. I don't want to wait for him to get into short range for the plasma. Uh, I pistol. would say we, you could use the plasma. He's coming at you. It's it's short. Sure, I'll go for plasma then. Also, um, you want to? He's yeah, yeah. You want to? Okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. If it isn't Flavius Bile, <laughs> really, really make him want to kick my ass. Uh, Okay, so I am basically good to roll. This is a pretty standard kind of roll for me. Nothing special to add. Yep, I uh, will. Uh, I will like, hit you yeah. with a story point. Okay, so uh, that will just upgrade one of the difficulty to a red. Okay, so three green, three purple, and one red. I think this is probably already decided before we start, but let's see. Nope, three failures. <laughs> Shots just Thanks, go wide. Ed. Yeah. As you are running away, you are are slipping on glass. You are terrified because demons are appearing around you, uh, and you fire your your ball of plasma. However, it misses Fabius Bile, who continues to storm forwards. He is running towards Piper, Mina. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, Mina does not hear in the cacophony. She saw. Nero's last look to her, she sees this asshole. She's going to unravel from around her waist some of like the the chains and things that are hanging on and turn on a sacred incense burner, which anything demonic in engaged range adds setback to melee and warp instability. It's an anti-demon like sensor. And she is going to rush Fabius Bile with her chain sword. Because Mina does not fucking break. Not after what Nero did. Let's do this. All right, you're coming in. It will be a difficulty of four because we are adding two to the difficulty for swinging in a Fabius Bile. Yep. I'm going to use a story point, so one of those will be red. Okay. And then I'm assuming my normal melee light. Melee light. Uh, And I would like a story point also, please. That seems very reasonable. Go right ahead. All right, so... Running in, chain sorting, Fabius Bile. All right. Do you want to know what it is? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yes, we'd all like to know. Okay, it's one one green, four yellow, three purple, one red. That's what we're looking at. So, gonna try yep. best we can. Oh, fucking hell, five advantages. <laughs> five advantages. There we uh, go. Swinging your sensor, you keep the demon at back. And Fabius Bile is sprinting towards you. You swing at him with your chainsword in an elaborate pattern. You're working with your sensor. You do actually manage to ward him away from you. Mm. And he keeps running past you instead of stopping to fight you. So he's making a break for the, the clouds of the fog of the Harlequins. And you'd reasonably guess the launch pad to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Piper, he is barreling directly towards you. Can you roll me for... Is, is Warden in the mix here? You are. That's where we're heading. Can you okay. roll me a coordination... I just to roll first. <laughs> a coordination or athletics, uh, if you could do that for uh, me, please. Coordination or athletics. Correct. Coordin- um, well, it's going to have to be coordination. Great. Let's roll that. It'll be difficulty two. Okay. And rolling. Three successes. Fabius Bile is bearing down towards you, going to run you over and probably kill you, when mm-hmm. out of a 
flash of movement in the corner of your eye, Warden is soaring and just tackles you out of the way and rolls you to safety over the glass. Uh, you do take two wounds that are unsoakable just from having to okay. roll through glass, and so does he. All right. Wounded. Fabius is about to break into the Harlequin's fog. Piper, you're the only person who could theoretically stop him at this point. What do you do, or do you do nothing? Uh, sorry, he's headed. He's into... he's sprinting essentially back towards where you you would imagine the governor has like their escape launch pad to right. fly away. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. I mean, I can't let him get away. I have to try, right? I have to try something. I The one thing I can't tell you is what your character does. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I, what I want to do is I think he'll be expecting an attack. I want to do basically just a low level mind scan to find out where he's going next. Oh, All right. Yeah. Once let's he escapes where he's yeah. going. Oh. Because I know I'm just like, I'm I've already fucking brought demons and like Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's let's roll. Let's 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 see what happens here. So Okay. That would normally be difficulty what, two? Um that's a compel. So it's normal the normal the default difficulty is easy, so it's just one. One red right. is the default. Um this adds one purple to do the mind scan in particular, because I'm using the right. compel. Trait. And we're going to add one more purple and one more red, just because okay. he is a very wily mind that has been warp soaked. Yeah. It's not easy to just kind of dive into Fabius Bile's head. Mm-hmm. Um, you will have two boost and two setback on this, simply because the sheer amount of warp energy around you and it balances itself. You're more powerful, but it's more unpredictable. Okay. Um. I will not push because that's gotten me into despair, Hmm. but I will take two more wounds to add a success. How do you look now with the sheer number of psychic wounds you've voluntarily taken over this battle? Um, not bad. I've, I've got four wounds left and I've got, um, Seven strain so, left. So let me let me rephrase that. Visually, oh, how do visually, you see the do wounds that you've done to yourself? Yeah. Um. All of this comes from. Uh, basically, my core because Piper will draw breath and kind of draw in the power through that every time um, she has wounded herself. It's kind of come from her gut, her abdomen. And so essentially like the muscles that help her breathe deeply get more and more torn up. So each time she does it, it's more and more painful for her to draw on from the energies of the warp. Yep, that's that's awesome. I mean, yeah. not great for her, but it's awesome in general. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you can add to this role? I think we're just good to go. No, nah, I'm just rolling me. Oh! <laughs> two failures, two threats. 
but no perils. <laughs> and it was so no in my favor, good. too. No perils is good. You <sighs> begin to try to reach into Fabius Bile's mind, thinking that you can pick up a surface scan of exactly what is happening. And instead, he stops in place and looks back at you, just dead in the eyes. And you hear him say inside his mind, you think you can handle what I'm aware of. And he starts projecting things, truths he's learned, experiments he's taken, his entire emotional and intellectual learning about the emperor, just the thing that broke his faith are absolute facts to him. And he hits you with that. Can you roll me a discipline, willpower? Difficulty four, two red. Oh, wait, no, he's in your head. Four, four red. D uh, four red? Yes. Anything else? Um, no, that's, uh, that's it. Uh, can I use a story point? Yes, you can. <laughs> I will also on. use a story point to add <laughs> no! another purple. I do that. I'm gonna die now. Hey, three threats. Three threats. That that's okay. His thoughts and surety and everything else pour into your mind. And you were expecting an assault. You were expecting it to hurt. Only Fabius Bile isn't a psyker. He just leaves you those thoughts, consciously exposing them to you, and then dashes into the fog and disappears. And you think you've gotten off lightly until you look into your heart to try to find your faith in the emperor to get you through this moment. And you realize that deep down inside, you don't believe anymore. You're an atheist because you can't summon an ounce of faith in the emperor. You see him as a large, dangerous psyker at the center of a body that is the only way to keep the Imperium from chaos, but is not good or holy in its own right. It's just necessary. And it's a change that doesn't mean you have to change your career and may not change your interactions with others, and you probably won't ever admit this out loud. But deep at the core of you, you can now see what the Imperium was supposed to be before the heresy, what it was supposed to be a great crusade of hope and logic and beauty, and art, and humanity. And now you also see 10,000 years later what that dream has become. And that is the dream you are fighting for. With the threat is now gone, right? Like Fabius oh, yeah. file is, he's out of there. Um, the demonette next to Sister Mina hit with the censor, slapped down by just her sheer outrage and sense yeah. of moral will. What would you yell at a demon to banish it, Sister Mina? I think that it, uh, Sister, she was so focused on Fabius Bile and, and like trying to get after him. And then only after he was like scooted by, saw the demons and she starts losing her goddamn shit. Like, 
she does she's not saying words and not it's not even prayers. She like screams like scared screams and lays into it, but is just freaking out. Like no she was put together to go after Vile, but attacking the other demons, she's just like freaking out. <laughs> um, right. I, I think so- as that's happening, Piper, she's just she stands she's been standing still and i think she hears this shrieking kind of in the back of her mind like it seems really distant i think she just turns around and it's like she sees all of this like the horribleness with like the demon and everything and it's just like passionless it's almost like she feels like she's watching a play she's not interested in anymore and I think she just kind of starts to, she just starts to walk to the, to the other side of the room, like back the way they came. Warden grabs you. So he's keeping you with him because he's still shooting at things out of the fog. So there is that moment of you're still dazed. It's just, he's not going to let you wander into the wilderness because he just thinks something bad is happening, but doesn't know what it is. Yeah, uh, Seth, she used, you're... Uh, Piper always thought Warden was kind of like funny. Like there was always a sense <laughs> of like dark humor about Warden's role. And I think Pi- and Piper's just like, uh, she just shrugs and stops. She says it's not going to fight it. Mm-hmm. Seth, you're racing through uh, the fog of the Harlequins. It's beginning to fade around you. You've, you've got to the section where there are still many of the mirrors intact. You're far enough away from the crack grenades. When all of a sudden you turn around and find that same troop member who is behind you, looking at you from within a mirror. And he just says to you, the story goes on. And then he backflips away, somehow out of his own reflection into nothing. And the rest of the smoke clears. Sister Mina screaming smashes a demonette into the ground, then another, then another. They're all gone, uh, disappearing in, into Iker. And, and the fog disappears. The Harlequins disappear and you're left in this shattered room. When Vance troops burst in and some of the surviving Bane stormtroopers and the Arbites that you had released earlier into the facility, they've carried the day outside. And what happens next after the shock of combat is the same thing that usually happens. Things happen in a rush and it feels like they happen to you instead of because of you. Sarah Pinchot, in the Angel of Retribution, soared towards uh, the government citadel, the governor's citadel, And she actually engaged with the governor's shuttle that had taken off and shot it down further out over the continent. You all felt somewhat better about that until no body was recovered from where the flight crashed. Phyllis Vance became governor. It was a brutal and violent upbringing and involved the assassination of pretty much everybody she didn't like except the few people on your list. She's made the move that has given her control of the Dominion Omnium Protohive, the rest of the system will take some time to come around to the idea that the houses have been dissolved because there are other people who are as powerful as Phyllisa who are in charge of Falscher Frieden and Geminella and these other areas, which means this will not be a smooth transition of power. But it was the choice that you made. When you get back to your ship, you all have some time to yourselves, but the first thing that you were forced to do is bring up the files that you had recovered in the governor's citadel. Included amongst them was a vast treasure trove of audio recordings taken from Fabius Bile 
by Fabius Bile and from other places and adventures that he had had stored on a variety of servers. You'd reviewed all of this documentation and found a file that confirmed what you had hoped, that this mission that you had been sent on had ultimately been achieved. It was in his personal files, uh, a, a diary recording, for lack of a better term, of Fabius Bile years before you had arrived, around the timeline where you knew this mission had been discovered and then you'd been sent to stop. And when you played it for yourselves, it helped contextualize a number of things that were happening. I have received an offer from a confederacy of heretics and so-called traitors. They require prom, not my usual fare, nor my usual interest. At the same time, what they offer is something I cannot afford to refuse. The flesh of the emperor. I've never received his genetics, and he is one of the most powerful psychers to ever be created. I do not care for the war on the throne or any of these pathetic, gaudy moves for power, but that raw material is the most valuable thing in all of humanity. To get it, they require enough prom for a crusade, some massive force of which I know not. I don't have this thing, but one of my children could. I shall have to move quickly to meet their timeline. It requires a swift and sure strike to take an entire system instantly. Should I fail, this offer will become not, and so I will be forced to move on to other plans. Still, the trapper will be able to do this. I have hope, as a father has hopes for a child, but I will supervise as a father supervises a child. It was dated well before this coup attempt, which means as far as you can tell, you have foiled this confederacy and the immediate danger that the Inquisitor had sent you here to deal with. Which is a relief, because you have a call from him that is waiting for you in the center of the ship. All of you are forced to attend. It's non-optional. You've had your wounds treated. You've been dealing with things quietly on your own. When the voice comes in, it says, Oh, yes, it's... So good to hear from you. So I've, I've heard there's a bit of an update. Seems like you don't have an astropathic choir anymore. Bit of a concern. Yes, the astropathic choir was destroyed. Ah, yes. Well, that, that occurs. I assume because you are alive and taking this call that you have defeated the danger that was present? Yes, it would appear the Homo Novus threat present on this world has been eliminated. However, Fabius Bile himself was present and managed to escape. Well, it's not ideal, but you know what? Sometimes the Emperor blesses us by giving us a challenge later. So the most important thing is, have you found any records about, one could say, a, a shadow organization moving against the throne, and are they still aligned there? Yes, we have. I've prepared a brief for you as well regarding that. And he'll receive the transmission go, Oh! Well, he can't do what the Confederacy needs, so that's all right by me. I have a number of other things going on that are going to be far away from where you are, and I'm going to be out of touch for quite some time. So I'm afraid, just without your astropathic choir, uh, I'm going to need you to just uh, hold down the fort uh, and remain in system. Just deal with whatever you need to, and I'll get back to you when I can. Hopefully you get a choir again soon. Uh, Nero, can I speak with Nero for a moment? Um, Nero. Uh, Nero... Uh, perished uh, 
in carrying out his duties as an interrogator. He, Nero, that is, struck the killing blow against Homo Novus. He did quite admirably in the service of the Emperor. Oh, well, good for him. Good for him. What a way to go. You know what we all hope for. So I can tell, I believe that is uh, Seth Corbin and then uh, Sister Oli and Mina on this call. Uh, has anyone else survived out of the core group? Uh, yes. Uh, Piper is here as well and Warden is present. Ah, Piper, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can, sir. All right. Well, congratulations, Piper. I'm raising you to the rank of interrogator because uh, Seth has a history of heresy and uh, Sister Olia and Mina has a little bit of heresy in there, too. So the important thing is that you are the faithful one who can be trusted by the throne to do exactly what's right for the Emperor. Just a flawless servant all around. So do what you need to do. Uh, I'll be in touch in several months, if I can be. Praise the Emperor. Uh, and he just hangs up. <laughs> Which means, Piper, you've been raised to the rank of interrogator of the Inquisition. And the desk <laughs> before you, the giant circular desk... Uh, a small drawer pops out of the center of it, producing a new rosette, because Nero's was lost when he died, along with the rest <sighs> of his body. And this one has your name engraved at the bottom of it, marking you as the most holy of imperial servants. Even though you don't have any faith in the emperor after being exposed to the mind of Fabius Bile. And you know Warden stands over you as your protector, but Warden has said to you over the past few days, and it is clear that he believes Fabius Bile summoned the demons. He is not aware that it was your release of energy that caused that to happen. Mm. And you are now forced, as the interrogator, to give the eulogy for the funeral of Nero Abagnale that is taking place now after this call. You... Seth and Mina all stand over an empty casket that is ready to be jettisoned into space. It is a glossy black with the inquisitorial seal at the top of it, and inside it lays nothing, because there is nothing left of Nero Abagnale. <laughs> you will have to give the eulogy, and then your two companions will get a chance to say goodbye to the fallen hero of the Imperium. Take it away. Well, okay, everyone... Uh, everyone's uh, listening. Um, so, I mean, obviously, like, we got, there's this whole cer ceremonial stuff. But look, I'm just gonna, like, cut the bullshit and just, like, speak from what I know. You've known Nero differently than I did, Seth, Sister Mina. Okay, so... I didn't think he was like that great an interrogator. And honestly, like a lot of the times he wasn't, but I guess when it came down to it, he did decide to give his life uh, in service of his mission and the Holy God Emperor. And that's to be commended. So I would say he did his job. I would hope that he, if he could see himself, would be proud of the person that he became in the end. And I think we can all toast to that person who's no longer here. And to the emperor. 
Knowing that this is an empty coffin, each of you would have brought an item to place within it that symbolized Nero for you. Piper, what would you put in the coffin to symbolize Nero? Um, <laughs> I would take my, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> I think honestly, like, I don't really have anything. I think I would have honestly just like pried off a like symbol like of the aquila or something literally from my room just because like I didn't want to see it there and thought like this will be this will be fine I don't have to look at it anymore yeah and take the, the aquila out of your meditation shrine so yeah. there's just no sign yeah. of the emperor there anymore yeah exactly suitably bleak yeah warden uh taps his chest and simply says, he was a perfect man, I hope to die as well, and then puts a grenade inside the casket and just goes <laughs> to stand with Piper. Everyone, uh, <laughs> and then both <laughs> Seth and Mina, yeah, we're both Seth and Mina looked at each other awkwardly, not wanting to be the first person to talk. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. Seth has nothing to say. Um, talking to someone who died for the emperor is already kind of one level of ridiculousness but this is an empty coffin for seth <laughs> it's, and it's just so he uh has a bottle of vicodin that he's also just been kind of like sipping on during this ceremony and he just kind of puts the stopper in uh and places the remaining contents uh inside the casket and uh walks away he says nothing to or about nero all right well he, he's wearing uh <laughs> A black long coat, though he's that's he's, he's dressed for the funeral in that way. But that's it. Yeah, um, I assume that they have all the stuff on the ship because they have lots of extra clothes and like all that stuff. So I think Mina would have taken one of Nero's extra jackets that is his like cool, cool looking jacket, and I think she would have also taken a piece off of it to keep because she's like being weird about it. <laughs> But uh, she would she would put like one of his actual jackets that's like fitted for him. It's like not the jacket, but she would she would put one of his outfits dare, in there. Dare I ask, knowing he had three coats, he wore one to his death, and you're putting one in the coffin. Are you wearing the third? I think she would she would keep it. She's not wearing it. I think she would keep a piece of the one that she's putting in the coffin, though, like okay. a strip of it, and keep that and like keep that on her belt. The rest of the coat gets to go. And so it's like part of the coat that goes in. But um, she's like, watches Seth walk off and sees that Piper's like kind of half into it. So she's going to talk, but I guess mostly talking to herself. She'd be like, Nero, you were the most lenient authority figure I have ever experienced in my entire life. <laughs> and you taught me many things. And I thought you were a very good interrogator. And you accomplished your mission. You accomplished every single mission you were sent on. You were, you were troubled, yes, but... You are a very good son of the Emperor, and I hope you've found peace somewhere 
in your broken mind now that you can rest and know that I will miss you. And then put coat in. She's just gonna like stand there stoically. She's like got all her wibbles out way before this. So she's just like doing a military stoic. She's gonna stand there and watch it go off. And in the back corner, Sarah Pinchot, the Ratling, reaches up and punches a big red button that launches the coffin out of the, the, the hold into space. And you all find a moment of peace, except Piper. <laughs> 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 Things just suck for Piper. But Mina, you realize that your battle for faith was a battle that was ultimately won by trust. Because if Nero was flawed, he would not have been the hero that he was. And the emperor ultimately brought you the leader that you trusted all along. Piper, the most faith faithful and soulful of your compatriots, is now the leader of the band. And Nero went out in a way that guarantees him a trip to the heavens. Seth, the mission is over, and you don't have a mission for several months, and you're not locked in a weird pod. Which is probably as much of a win as you can get, because there's a lot of Amasek. And technically, Phyllis of, Bay, or Phyllis of Vance likes you right now. So you might even be able to get off the ship and enjoy yourself. Piper, you have a lot to figure out over the coming months. But it's good that you're going to have the time to figure that out. Because you haven't had to lead before. And you've always had a bulwark of faith behind you rather than cold logic. And you don't have the ultimate goals and purpose that Fabius Bile does. Which is why you're all surprised when Abacus races into the shuttle bay. And he says, I've, I've received another message. It's the, the translation that's, that Invictus had ordered before he went. It finally came through. It was translated by, by Inquisitor Gideon Ravener, who was apparently a bit of an expert in, in Aeldari texts. So the, the first part that you had read about the creature lunging forth, barons made dead, facing its price, and found the beast waiting to take its blood price. That was all accurate, but there is, there is more that comes in the poem afterwards. It continues, Kornos fart hard, and his eye was returned, but blinded by memories on the beast's claws he burned. Isabella fought on with her court and her mind, killing the beast but discovering its kind. For it was not alone, it was one among five. Brothers and sisters on evil they thrive. Spurned on by loss, enraged at the foe, she hunted crossed worlds and the fight never slowed. With blood and with blade, with gun and with song, Along her great journey, she righted four wrongs. Until in the dark, she found the beast's lair. A father and father awaited her there. By my analysis, this means Bile isn't gone. And it means you killed one Homo Novus, but there are five. And the Inquisitor is out of touch. Piper, you're the only one who can stop this threat. It does not mar the Confederacy but it could break the galaxy. I'm sorry, I'm the only one? You're the interrogator, and the Inquisitor can't be in touch, and there's no astropathic choir. It's just you. But we all believe you can do this, and we'll support you however we can. And in that moment of horror, you all realize this will not be several months of rest to solve problems. You now have a hunt for four more of the thing that almost killed your entire party alone. And you'll do it without support. 
And it is no comfort to you, but there's a very happy Inquisitor somewhere who knows that no matter how this works out, the Confederacy will not get what they want. And that is the end of season two of The Valentine Heresy. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Olien Mina, and our game master Ryan Laplant at the Ryan Laplant on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Are they Imperator and death to all the heretics? Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out Dum Dums and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America, and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dum Dums and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings, if everyone was an idiot.